Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello? Hello and welcome to episode 169 and the start of season 15 of the 80%. In this episode, I'm sharing 5 money mistakes that you might be making. These mistakes are not so obvious and it's normal for people to overlook or miss these important financial lessons, but hopefully, you'll be able to correct them after this episode. So, are you ready to listen and learn? Let's go! Hi, my name is Fitz Villafuerte. I'm a registered financial planner and the host of this podcast, where we talk about the mindset, habits, and strategies you need to achieve financial success. Thank you for tuning in, and now, on to the show. This was a question that was asked sa akin a few days ago na napaisip ako. Maraming mga mistakes na nagagawa tayo pagdating sa money management, pagdating sa personal finance. But some of the mistakes is really caused by our lack of discipline or lack of willpower or lack of strategy. So ang gusto ko sanang i-share ng mga money mistakes ngayon is yung mga hindi tayo masyadong aware na it is a mistake. Ano ba yung mga mali na ginagawa natin pagdating sa paghahandle ng pera natin na hindi naiisip? Five money mistakes that people are usually not aware that they're doing. So, ano to mga to? The first one is relying too much on willpower in learning good money habits. Ang best example dito is saving money. You ask most people, what they do is that nagtitipid sila para makapag-save. When you consciously save money, when you make an effort not to spend too much so that you can save money, you are relying on your willpower, yung financial discipline mo para maka-save. However, there are also other ways to save money, particularly by automating your finances. Ito yung sinasabi nilang pay yourself first. Pagdating ng sweldo, you immediately take away a portion of your income and put it in your savings para yung matitirang pera Pwede mo nang ubusin yon sa lahat ng mga gasos mo. Hindi mo na kailangang mag-isip or hindi mo na kailangang magtipid kasi kahit na maubos lahat yon meron ka nang na-save sa umpisa. On top of that, there are now banks na pwede mag-set up ng auto-debit system na pag pumasok yung pera mo sa salary account mo, automatic sila na yung magkakatas ng pera at magta-transfer sa separate or a different savings account dun sa same banko. 
And I think that's a better way to save money to be able to grow your emergency fund or your savings kasi it doesn't require willpower anymore kasi automated siya. So, hindi mo kailangang tandaan, hindi mo kailangang isipin, and I think less stressful yon. It's important to have the willpower, to have the motivation, to learn good habits such as budgeting and saving. Pero you should also find ways how to automate yung mga financial tasks natin. Kasi there are already tools and technology that we can use para mas madali natin silang magagawa. The second money mistake is related to savings, not having enough emergency fund. Ang recommended nating emergency fund, starting emergency fund is six months worth of our monthly expenses. So kung sa isang buwan, gumagastos ka ng 20,000, dapat ang emergency fund mo is 120,000. Tapos pwede namang mag-adjust yan kung single ka, wala kang financial dependence, stable naman yung trabaho mo, pwede mga 3 months. So kahit mga 60,000 yung emergency fund mo, I think that's okay. Ngayon kung breadwinner ka ng isang family, I think dapat mga 1 year's worth of monthly expenses ang emergency fund ng household nyo. So mag adjust yan, but ang general rule or ang starting amount is 6 months worth of your monthly expenses. May mga namimita ko, nagsisave sila for an emergency fund, pero sobrang liit. Meron akong kakilala na sumisweldo siya ng around 30,000 a month, tapos yung monthly na gasos niya is around 20,000 a month. So sabi ko, ang emergency fund mo dapat mga 120,000 or kahit 100,000, okay na yun. Pero sabi niya, ay may emergency fund na ako, meron akong 30,000 sa banko. So parang one month's worth of salary lang yung nasa banko niya na saving. Sabi ko, parang kulang kasi pag nagkaroon ka talaga ng unexpected expense na medyo malaki, katulad ng may nagkasakit or syempre na wood, ma-accidente, mahirap. Yung 30,000, I think that would be good enough kung ang mga unexpected expenses mo ay masira yung isang appliance sa bahay, masira yung ref yung mga essential appliances sa bahay, may kotse sa kasi siya. So what if uh, biglang mamatay yung battery or ma-flat siya and kailangan niya bumili ng bagong gulong. So enough yung 30,000 but mga health and medically medical related na financial emergencies, kulang na kulang yung 30,000. So sabi ko, medyo taasan mo siya. Worst case scenario na pwede mangyari sa atin is biglang mawalan tayo ng trabaho. Pag nawalan ka ng trabaho bigla, at least confident ka na for the next six months, mabubuhay ka. Meron kang pera for your essential expenses. And hindi ka masyadong pressured na makahanap kagad ng bagong trabaho dahil you can really apply sa mga companies na gusto mo dahil meron kang six months worth of emergency fund. So that's the second mistake that I see na ginagawa ng mga tao na hindi sila aware na dapat pala ganun kalaki yung emergency fund. The third money mistake that I see that people commit is lack of planning on loan repayment. 
utang ng utang, swipe ng swipe ng credit card, pero hindi iniisip kung kaya ko bang bayaran to later on. Lalo na sa credit card, kung ano yung allowable pang credit, swipe nila yung credit card nila, pero hindi nila pinaplano or iniisip kung pag dumating ba to yung bill ko, mababayaran ko to. Kailangan, may consideration yon every time na mag-swipe ka ng credit card or mag apply ka ng loan. Meron akong naging client na gusto niyang bumili ng kotse, mag apply siya ng car loan, tapos sabi niya, meron naman daw siyang enough na ipon para bayaran yung down payment. Then mag apply siya ng car loan, meron na daw siyang advice from the bank manager na, oh, feeling ko, ano ka naman, ma-approve ka sa car loan mo. So sabi ko, that's well and good. Pero, siguro ang final step mo, i-check mo yung monthly budget mo kung magkakasya yung babayaran mo every month na amortization. So nalaman niya na ang babayaran niyang amortization would be around 12,000 per month. O tingnan mo ngayon, magkano ba yung mga gastos mo per month? Magkano yung take-home pay mo sa sweldo mo? Pag may sasakyan ka na, may additional cost ka na na may gasolina ka na na gastos, may parking ka na, etc. Tingnan mo kung magkakaroon ka ng enough money para bayaran yung 12,000 pesos a month na monthly amortization. Kinumpute niya yon sabi niya, oo nga, no, parang magiging eksakto lang yung budget niya. So sabi ko, ngayon pa lang, mag-isip ka na kung ano yung mga ibabawas mo sa mga usual na gastos mo para hindi ka masyadong masakal nung car loan mo. Or you could probably get a more affordable car, consider mo mag-second hand na car kung gusto mo, or you could probably apply for a longer term, mas mahaba kasi... Five-year yung term na kinuha niya. Sabi ko, why not check if they can give you a six- or seven-year term para ma- medyo limit yung monthly amortization para hindi ka masakal sa budget mo. So, every time na gagamit tayo ng credit card, tanongin natin sarili natin, mababayaran ko ba to next month? No? <laughs> uh, wag lang swipe na swipe. Tapos pag mag apply ng loan, tanongin nyo kung magkano yung ma- monthly amortization and then ibangga nyo dun sa monthly budget nyo sa income and expenses or cash flow nyo every month kung meron siyang space para mabayaran. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
The fourth money mistake that I see people do is they simply chase returns when investing. Pag gusto nila mag-invest, ang tinatanong lang nila is saan ba malaki kumita? Of course, that's an important question. But when it comes to investing, meron pang other considerations. Number one, yung risk tolerance mo. Madali ka bang kabahan o hindi? Kasi may mga investments na nakaka-nervyos dahil magalaw yung price. Pangalawa, ano yung financial goal mo? Kailan mo kailangan yung pera? Magandang example dito yung pag-ibig MP2 because it's uh, it's been performing very well for the past several years. Very acceptable yung returns. Pero meron akong nakakausap na gusto nila mag-invest sa pag-ibig MP2. Pag tinanong ko, kailan nyo ba kailangan yung pera? Ah, gagamitin kasi namin for home renovation two years. Two years for now. Sabi ko, nako, hindi pwedeng pag-ibig MP2 kasi may five-year holding period ang pag-ibig MP2. So meaning, after two years, hindi nyo makukuha yung pera nyo kasi nakalock in pa siya sa pag-ibig MP2. So that's a good example of how your financial goals should also be a factor in deciding where you should invest. So hindi lang yung returns dapat ang iniisip natin. We should also ask yung terms and condition of the investment, your risk tolerance, and ano yung financial goals? Para saan ba yung pera na ini-invest mo? Kailan mo gagamitin? At magkano yung kailangan mo dun sa financial goal mo? The last money mistake that I see people do is investing without a goal. So as mentioned do sa previous mistake, invest lang sila ng invest Parang gusto lang nila magkaroon ng maraming pera. Pero, syempre, money is just money. It's a tool. No? Hindi siya yung end goal. Yung pera, gagamitin natin yan in the future para mabili yung mga gusto natin bilhin. Ano specifically yung mga yon? Because, mas mataas yung magiging motivation natin na mag-save and invest kung meron tayong specific na goal. Kung gusto mong mag-ipon, mag-invest, para sa college education ng anak mo, tapos naglalakad ka sa mall, may nakita kang nakasale na sapatos, mas madali mong mapipigilan yung sarili mo eh. Kasi ano ba mas importante sa akin? Yung makapag-aral yung anak ko sa magandang school o mabili ko tong sapatos sa to? Mas madali i-resist yung mga temptation na mag-impulse purchase kasi meron ka specific na goal. Aside from that, meron kang target amount na pwedeng pag-ipunan. So kung nag-iipon ka nga for the college education ng anak mo, ang pinag mo is kailangan mo ng 500,000 pesos para ma-secure yung tuition, college tuition ng anak mo sa isang private university. Then, habang iniipon mo siya, habang nag invest ka, unti-unti nakikita mo kung gano'n nakalaki yung pera mo. Mas nakaka-excite siya. And not only is that a source of motivation, but when that investment hits your target amount, naging 500,000 na yung pera, then that's actually your sign to redeem the investment and put it in a lower-risk investment. Ibenta mo na yung mga stocks, meron ka ng 500,000, tapos ilagay mo na lang siya sa time deposit or money market fund, somewhere na an investment that can just keep up with 
inflation. Hindi mo na kailangan yung mga high risk, high growth type of investment for that money. Marami kasi sa atin, nag-i-invest lang na nag-i-invest, pero hindi tinatanong, kailan ko siya kukunin? Siyempre, kukunin mo yung pera kapag na-hit na yung amount ng target financial goal mo. Pero kung wala kang financial goal, forever siya nandun. Forever mong sinesecond guess yung sarili mo kung kukunin ko na ba o hindi pa. Kukunin ko na ba o hindi pa. And nakaka-stress yun. The best way to get rid of that anxiety is to actually have a specific financial goal. Sabi nga nila, diba? Smart goal. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So, magkano, para saan, kailan, importante ba to sa akin? So, yung mga ganong klaseng goals, yung i-define ninyo, tapos yun yung gawin yung inspiration and motivation sa pagsisave and invest ninyo. Those are the five money mistakes that people don't know they're making. So again, relying too much on willpower in learning good money habits, not having enough emergency fund, lack of planning on loan repayment, simply chasing returns when investing, and investing without a goal. So I hope, tingnan niyo, be honest with yourself if you're committing these mistakes. And if so, then do the necessary steps to correct that mindset to correct that behavior and improve your money management skills. And that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. To contact me or catch up on our previous episodes, you can visit our official website, the80percentpodcast.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. Muli, ako si Fitz Villafuerte at magsama-sama ulit tayo sa susunod nating episode. Goodbye, take care, and stay safe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.